0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hey, it's the podcast guy.
2: Saturn Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Sutton
0: Podcast. And there it is!
1: Saturn United at the GM Box Conference have put
3: down first division Quaretry City, winners of the FA Cup themselves less than two years ago. And what a moment to enjoy for the fans of this surrey side.
4: They've had their moments before, but never won like this. But the whistle goes down. New life for Sun United. Sutton United and the National League are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. No longer English football's perennial non-league club. A 123-year crescendo reaches a new peak for Sutton United, who are promoted to the Football League for the... Hello and welcome to episode of the podcast, it's Mike, Sarah and Dave, we're going to be talking about the Leighton Orient match, we're going to look forward to the visit in Northampton, I think we we'll look forward to describe these things. Um, don't forget you can help with costs support the show with one-off donations or regular sessions by joining us on Patreon. If you want to know more, look for the supporters page on the website, which is or drop me a message in the socials. Um, right, so we're going to get to it, we're going to say hello to everyone, we'll start off with Joe. Um, hello Joe, it's uh, February since we last saw you, it was Doncaster match? Yep,
5: yeah, yep, yeah, yeah? definitely. And
4: how have you been?
5: I've been, I've been good exam years, So yeah, I haven't been, unfortunately, I think I haven't, Orient was the first match of Buster due yeah. to a combination of Grims and Moo um, and me being Kent and crew was on. So um, yeah, it was nice to get back. To,
4: um. I, I love the way you, you jumped in there to study and knew I was going to jump on you. How's your study and going? Are you doing revision? Lazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so very well done. And next up, we have got Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How are you?
0: Hi, Mike. I'm all right, thanks. How are you?
4: I'm very well, thank you. It's um, it's about seven weeks in Harrogate since you were on. Is it? <laughs> yeah, so it sounds long time. It's like, it sounds always, when I write it like that, it sounds like, oh my God, that's ages ago, but it wasn't that long. No, and, it's not that long ago, is it? No. And then lastly, one of the very first people to sign up for the guest's mailing list, and <laughs> yet <laughs> it's only now he's making his debut. Dave, hello, Dave. I guys. know,
1: yeah, yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> I know, I live so far away, you know, maybe one or two matches a season is my maximum, I think.
4: Well, I think because you do listen, you should really be knowing uh, what's (laughs) happening next. Tell us all about yourself. Who are (laughs) (laughs) you?
1: Brilliant. Uh, Yeah, I'm Dave. I've been uh, a Sutton fan since 1990. Born and raised in Sutton, or North Chain, bit more precise. I don't know what more to say, but i uh, moved away in uh, 20, 2011, lived down in sunny Hampshire.
4: Perfect. Right. I just want to say, if in case anyone is actually watching live, um, that redness is not sunburn. I've just... <laughs> the, the, the sun is streaming in the window, and I've put a tea towel up to, to block it, and I've just realised it's a bright red tea towel, so it probably wasn't the best choice. Um so before we move on to anything here, um, earlier on, I not earlier on a couple of weeks ago actually, I had a little chat with the Volunteer Centre Sutton, um, and it's about what they do, highlighting a showcase event they've got coming up on Tuesday. Um, so there's something for everyone there, and they were very keen to make sure it was clear that if you sign up for something, it isn't a license centre and. So anyone who's not on live, that interview is going to be popping on now. If you are listening live, you can figure us listening. <laughs> right, something for a little bit different. You know, I like to sort of highlight different things going on or trying to highlight different things going on within uh, the, the wider borough of Sutton. Um, obviously, we're all very focused and interested in Sutton United, but there are other things going on in the world. And joining me now to that end is Nick and Natasha from the Sutton Volunteer Centre. Um, thank you both for giving up part of your bank holiday weekend for me. Um, and h- how are you both? <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us on. Really
3: Excellent. good. Thank you for inviting us. Um,
4: so, as mentioned, you guys are from the Sutton Volunteer Centre, um, which uh, I already know lots of listeners will be kind of pulling back, of, ah, volunteering. Um, so um, can you tell, tell us a little bit about what the Volunteer Centre does, what kind of opportunities there are? Because, um, uh, I mean, I know a little tiny bit, because I used to do the mentoring many, many, many years ago. Um, but I know you do quite a few other bits and pieces around
6: the borough. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, Sutton actually has a brilliant um, brilliant record or track record of volunteering and community-minded community minded people. I think we have one of the highest volunteering rates in the whole of London when you compare all the boroughs. And the Volunteer Centre in Sutton is a massive sort of driving force for that. So we sort of see ourselves as the go-to place for all volunteering in the borough. Whether you're a volunteer or whether you're an organisation looking to recruit volunteers um, and manage volunteers we we help something like 1500 people get into volunteering every single year and it's a fascinating place to work from our point of view because there's two sides to it really on the one hand we run our own volunteer projects so you mentioned things like mentoring we have a befriending service where we reach out to the socially isolated we work with communities that have moved into the area such as the Hong Kong community and Ukrainians um, we also work with in health and young people so we run a lot of projects ourselves and we, and we recruit and manage volunteers but we also work with something like over 500 organizations wow. in Sutton who actually recruit volunteers so um, a big part of Natasha's role is, is to sort of work with those guys help them help them onboard volunteers look after them keep volunteers um, and there's a huge range of,
4: of different ways that people can get involved as well. Okay so so what what why uh, this is going to sound really mercenary um uh, yeah. why should i give up my time to volunteer what, what kind of benefits yeah. are there for, for for me yeah that is a great
6: question and um a lot of people come into our offices which we're based above the sound lounge just off the high street so we're really accessible to local people and a lot of people pop in to, to ask that sort of thing or to to chat to us about volunteering and I think a lot of people come to us. Um, a lot of volunteers, when it works really well, get as much out of it as the people who are actually helping. Um, it can be a route into work for young people if they if they want to build up experience. Some people even come to us when they've had a life change. There so may be a bereavement, or they've retired, or they've had, or they've recovered from something on us and they want to give back to society. And I think more than ever, I think people just want to feel like they're contributing to, to things. And I think the relationships you build out, the social connections you make with the people you're volunteering with, you're often part of a team, it can be so fulfilling. And I think more than ever, there's a real movement in society to just sort of give back and feel like you're making a difference on the local level and really see the, the benefits of your actions. So whether you're helping a young person to overcome some challenges, to clean up your local environment, to help a, an older person who might be on their own, it's just really rewarding, and um, there's a low, it can be a, it could be a small commitment of time, or it could be something over a longer term. So there really is something for everyone, and we're going. I know we're going to talk about an event we've got coming up shortly. Um, but yeah, the, the diversity of volunteering is probably the, more than ever before.
4: There's, there's, there really is a kind of huge range of things that, that people can get involved in. Yeah, because um, there's a couple of things there. One one is. Yeah, you mentioned it. Oh, we're above the sound, though. But I have very confidently, when I agreed to meet you the, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you are. And, then, yeah, <laughs> you've moved. <laughs> so um, I didn't realise that at all. Um, one of the things yeah. you sort of said to me, uh, it, uh, for something United fans, obviously you, you've got some connections with the club, but um, just to give you an idea of the little things, is I agreed that I'd help out every now and then on the Sunday morning with the, Sunday afternoon, rather, with the nets and stuff for the ladies' um, football team. Um, just to, you know just to help out I'm a nice guy and then last Sunday I was in the dugouts <laughs> clearing out the flooded dugouts of the rainwater and I'm like I never signed up to this <laughs> so um, <laughs> I know a lot of people will hear especially when we've got people on our board who they kind of started off with Sutton United as volunteering for a role and then suddenly it's kind of taken over their whole life but you mentioned that you've kind of got like whatsapp groups where people just need a little something done and it's a one-off quick project yeah
6: yeah, that's right, Mike. We we have projects which range from it could be some things could span years. You know, if you're if you're meeting with someone on a weekly basis to mentor them or to reach out because they're older, you you might meet with someone across a year or even longer. But also, we appreciate that people's time is precious, and sometimes people just have the odd out few hours or time to to help out as well. So we've actually got a community WhatsApp squad um, that we've created, which is literally for anyone can sign up to. We'd encourage anyone in the borough to sign up for it, and they can pick and choose the task that we post on there that they might be have um, some capacity or skill set to, to get involved in. So it could be some tree planting, for example, or it could be that we need to help some deliver some some toy boxes to a Ukrainian um, community school that we've set up recently. And we just need something getting from A to B. Or it could be that some um, somebody needs something, you know, fixed in there, fixed in their home. Um, a very simple task that you might live around the corner from and you can and you can pop in and help. So this the WhatsApp group is a really great way that people is almost like an entry point, I guess, to volunteering. People can, people can sign up for the group. If anyone's listening would like to sign up. We'd love to get you on board. And and as I say, there's no there's no um, uh, you know commitment other than just to, to see tasks pop up. Let us know you can get involved and it might be a way that you can get involved in volunteering if you've never done before. And also, you know, from a sports perspective, we've got loads of sports teams and coaches that might need a little task. Mm-hmm conducted uh if you're interested in you know anything you're interested in there's probably going to be something for you um that we can help with them and, and get you involved yeah, there's,
4: there's little things as well that yeah, so you put, don't realize what you're able to do can really help other people because um I, I, I don't put myself as i've got any special skills but then one of our sports was really really struggling with downloading a program so one of the clubs we went to was just literally uh, it was only online you can only download it and blah blah and um, she was getting very flustered because wasn't able to do it and slightly older feeling silly because can't do it. And that's a lot of people get that with digitally. I've in the council and it's a big thing. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? Just give me it. I'll do it for you. And she was absolutely delighted. And yeah. It made such a big difference to her. And I'm like, honestly, can you stop? It was two minutes of my life. Yeah. It, it's nothing special. <laughs> um, but is it that kind of thing that, that, that people can get?
6: Yeah, Everyone has something to offer don't they? and I think it's our what our job is is to connect that need with with the local community and as I said, you know it could be something that takes you twenty minutes could be someone who might have tried to spend the whole weekend um doing and so we we work with the people looking for those volunteers and we've obviously got this huge pool we've got over over a hundred people already, and we've only just uh, literally in the last few weeks started this this particular task but it's just it's just going to benefit the local community so it could yeah it could be something technical. It could be something delivering something. It could be something handy in someone's home. It could be helping with some sort of tech issue or something like that. And it's just helping the local community. And it's um, you know, then there, you know, there's so many great people involved in in sports clubs and at Sutton United ourselves. And you know, you guys hold a coffee morning regularly for charities to come in. We've been in to talk about a health um, role that we recently been involved in, which is absolutely fantastic. So I think, and also we've, we've talked to the club about you know being very happy to sort of host group sessions and things like that. So you know all of this stuff overlaps but we you know our job is to try try and get people aware of volunteering the benefits of it both from a from a mental health perspective from a sort of social perspective um and there's really great ways that all the different kind of key organizations in the borough Sutton United being one of them can work together and have a
4: fantastic outcome for the local community excellent so on 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 that whatsapp group and other bits. um how do people get involved i mean they're going to hear this and they go, "Yeah, you know what? i can do that we're going to strike this yeah. is this is what you need yeah. to do here's your call to action yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. and it's very simple which you'll be pleased to hear mike They just literally need to get in contact with myself nick baum um i don't know whether you want to give up my number on the podcast or whether we can do it separately but um let's just literally they can drop me a whatsapp i'll add them to the group they'll start seeing some of these feeds of volunteer tasks coming through um and we can talk to you and we can go from there and it's super simple um, we've got a bank, as I said, already of well over 100, and we we anticipate that's going to be several hundred in a few months' time. And it's just going to be it'd be a fantastic way of just connecting people to, to the things that need doing. Perfect, in the
4: perfect. Um, and over and above that, um, there is another way we're going to be telling people um, about what we do. There's a special event coming up, I believe.
6: Yeah, so I'm let Natasha talk talk about this, but just the premise, basic premise of it is as part of the King's coronation, which is coming obviously very soon in May, um, the king has kind of done a bit of a call to action um, for local people to get involved it's called the big help out so it's encouraging people to just basically give back to the local community through through volunteering so massively like um, it's massive synergy with what we do at volunteer center sutton um and to sort of really tee that up and to bring a give a chance for people <coughs> locally to have a massive flavor of what's going on and how they can get involved some of the things we talked about we're having a big event on the 18th of april in um in the sutton library so um yeah natasha's leading on that so natasha's um do you fancy telling everyone about yeah. it yeah
3: yeah so um, I'm fairly new to the volunteering sector working in it. I've always volunteered myself. And this is uh, the biggest year that we've seen for volunteering in that what Nick just spoke about with a big help out. It's going to be um, across all national media to, to kind of have this call out for people to get involved. So our event on Tuesday, the 18th of April is uh the plan is to get people kind of riled up and excited about it in the lead up to the 8th of april so the 8th of 8, uh sorry the 8th of may the 8th of may is um the bank holiday monday so that's all dedicated to volunteering we have a few options that people can volunteer on the day itself, such as Manor Park is going to be having a big fete where people can get involved and volunteer there um, and various other ones that we're also helping people navigate their way to. So Tuesday the 18th of April is our Sutton Volunteer Showcase at Sutton Central Library. So the main library on the high street at the top um, from 2pm till 6pm. So hopefully we're going to be able to have people who are um, around during the day before school pick up and after school kids and after work. So hopefully everyone will be able to pop in. And we're really excited to have over 25 organisations really eager and keen to showcase what they do and how people can get involved. We've got organisations from big, well established organisations like uh, Royal Marsden and St Raph's, AGK Sutton. We also have smaller grassroots organisations such as Ruskin Road Repair Cafe and Shulton Lavender. We've got the parks groups are all coming together, so Manor Park Parks Group. Um, and a really big variety from children's charities through to outdoor charities, health charities, caring charities, anything that people are involved in or interested. Even if charities aren't, aren't there, we've got people from the Volunteer Centre Sutton able to talk about opportunities with animals, opportunities in charity shops, everything. And. Also, on top of having the stalls to make it really interactive and um, help people kind of get involved and not feel like, uh, you know, it's a bit intimidating. We have a series of talks and activities and workshops, which we're really excited about. So uh, we've actually got so much interest that along with the first floor of the library, which is the main area, which we're going to be taking over, which is uh, just up the stairs from the main library area and the kind of community space. Um, we also have a bit of space in um, on the ground floor, including the family hub. So there'll be activities for children, there'll be arts and crafts. So if you've got children, they can be entertained as well. It's not just them trudging around after mum and dad. Um, as I said, we've got talks, including one exactly on the topic you talked about, Mike, about why volunteering is good for you. So we've got a whole whole talk about why volunteering is good for you, led by someone who actually got an MBE. In no small part due to her work in volunteering and setting up two charities. Okay. So really interesting speakers. Um, not all about volunteering. We've got a talk about you know lavender uses, a talk about sight vision, a talk about the new Oaks Cancer Centre. So if you just want to find out what's happening in the borough and what's going on, you're sort of a bit curious. It's a great opportunity to to really see what's going on in the community and exactly what you've been speaking about. All the different bits that make such a uh, a big change to our neighbours, to our friends, to our to our school groups. Um, we've got a lot of interest from um, children who are looking for Duke of Edinburgh opportunities. So we have a whole stall dedicated to under-18s volunteering. So if any parents are listening out and think, oh, I don't know what to do with my kids, their DAV is coming up, come along, speak to us, we can help out Um Also, you know, as Nick said, if people are in between jobs and looking for support in terms of how to get back into work through volunteering, we can help you with that. Uh, There's just such a huge spectrum of organisations coming, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy, and we're really excited about it, along with the workshops such as, yeah, yeah. Ruskin Road Repair Cafe and and some of the others showing you practically what you're going to be doing as you volunteer. Yeah. No,
6: now we know you're so technically a proficient, Mike. We need we should have got you involved uh, as well what? by the sounds of it.
3: I heard all that
4: and all I could be thinking of is Christ. How many emails did I send her to chase up to get this interview? I feel really bad that you've done all this other stuff and you've got this idiot going. Can we do this? Can we do this? Um, I, I'm so so sorry. No no no, um, it's it's great. I'm also, again, a little bit mercenary here. Um, some of those things sounds like something that parents could do for for free to entertain their children when they like some of the parks things. I remember years and years and years ago, I'm going back to donkeys, um, Roseberry Wood, um, when that was just planted. So we're up in Carshall, and I remember there was a big day that loads of people came and spent a couple of hours planting trees and stuff. And I've never really thought about it since. Obviously, it's now all fully matured, that's how old I am. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, you can kind of try and pick something to do to almost entertain yourselves um not only for free but for helping someone else as well so you get that little nice warm feeling and what kind of i mean you said some of them one of the one of the one of the questions people always ask of these things is what kind of success stories are there of volunteering um so we've had someone who kind of has just wandered in kind of don't really know what Mm -hmm. to do and how how have we of had success with them in the community or just personally
3: from a career perspective so as I said I'm fairly new to the role but I've had a great um, time going around and meeting all our organizations and actually there's been a handful of people that I've spoken to who are working in in the area that I'm meeting them in and they got their job through volunteering in that organization so they volunteered actually they found the job or the volunteering role through Volunteer Centre Sutton. They applied for the volunteer role. They then happened to get a paid job within the organisation and then they're speaking to Volunteer Centre Sutton about what they're doing. So it's a lovely circle of um, of that kind of, from yeah. that specifically a career perspective, but yeah.
6: And countless and countless examples of people that have made friends for life, improved their mental health, Um, you know, have just kind of created a whole new sort of social seen for themselves really and also lovely stories of people that perhaps have volunteered or have come from a challenging background have benefited from volunteering gone on to volunteer themselves and as Natasha said gone on potentially to have careers in that space as well so the whole thing is definitely something that works together there's two sides to every coin and it's lovely to see some of those outcomes I mean even locally we're Um, helping the ukraine community at the moment every saturday morning 50 um, ukrainian young people are um, managed in a project which we run um it's it's a chance for that community which is obviously quite disparate to come together to celebrate their culture um you know and and to and to have a kind of community base for them so even some of the outcomes are very anecdotal some of them are just very very positive stories but there's definitely employability that's beneficial but also just social mental health and a chance to just connect to people on a local level so there's you know and every kind of volunteering i guess has some element of that that we're involved in whether it's a one-off or a or a wider project so um yeah there's there's always some lovely content and stories around some of this stuff i think and even in a repair cafe you know you fix someone's toaster what could be better than that you know an hour spent well spent
3: (laughs) and and we've spoken about kind of one-off opportunities but we've had the other end of the extreme where we've had some people who've become I wouldn't say addicted to volunteering but they you know when when I get them to write down you know how they're involved with volunteering they end up with a whole A4 piece of paper of all the different organizations they get involved in and it sort of becomes this sort of uh having that buzz of that like you're talking about mike that kind of feel good factor and actually thinking how can i get more of this feel good factor that doesn't cost me anything apart from time and a smile and actually there's so many opportunities out there to get involved and help that it it becomes this um something people enjoy doing generally
6: so the and you asked about getting involved, mate, so the WhatsApp group is obviously a brilliant point, but the the event on the 18th is the ideal chance to, if you're not sure and you're thinking about getting involved, you're not sure what you might want to do, it is literally the perfect place yeah. to come um, because there's going to be so much choice, so much fun stuff to sort of look at and talk people to talk to, and there'll be other volunteers telling, talking about their experiences. So it couldn't be a better place for anyone to come along to as a starting point to find out find out more. And another thing on an ongoing basis at, at the centre that we're doing is we're having volunteer advisors on on hand so there'll be times when people can book to come in and just come in and have a chat with one of our team and we can show them how to get involved and and do a similar thing on a more ongoing basis as well so they can book in with a volunteer advisor they can find out how to search for roles online and we can match people up that way as well so yeah lots of ways people can get involved and we're here to help.
4: so on that sorry Natasha go on.
3: I was just going to say, on the on the database that um, Nick was mentioning, so even if you don't want to kind of give your number to Nick quite yet, but you sort of want to have a bit of a lurk and have a bit of a look around, we've got, um, we've got a Simply Connect database that you can look at. It's online, so it's available 24-7. You can just have a bit of a scan of the roles that are available and, uh, yeah, follow uh-huh. your curiosity. But as you said, come, come and, and that's meet what us. I, I was actually going to
4: ask, because there is, there is going to be people back going, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that yet. Um, so um, give us a shout out for the website. Um, and I'll see uh, you, Nick, whether you want to put your number or just how to email you, whichever you guys want to do. So um, so basically, if someone's listening, then, oh, I'm not sure I want to actually speak to someone face to face yet. Um, how can they do this all digitally?
6: Okay, so my number is O seven eight eight seven five zero one seven three zero. So that's O seven eight eight seven five zero one seven three zero. My name is Nick at the Volunteer Center Sutton and I'd love to hear from you. We'll get you signed up to our WhatsApp group straight away, and I can also um, help direct you to, to other potential projects internally. Um the website is vcsutton.org.uk. So that's www.vcsutton.org.uk. And again, a fantastic starting point, and a lot of the information we've talked about today and the different projects are all on there, and also ways you can get further ways you can get in touch with us Perfect. as well.
4: Thank you very much. I've only kept you for twice the amount of time that I promised I would. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> enjoy <laughs> the rest of your weekend and um, hopefully um, see you on the 18th. Yeah,
6: thanks More so much, Mike. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll Cheers.
3: See you.
4: Bye. So, do, do pop along, do drop a, a message, um, check out the website, there's lots of volunteering things and that idea of um, a WhatsApp group they've got, which you can kind of join There's a job that you can do, there's loads of people can't do, um, so do, do or at least find out and share the message. Um, Club lose, ladies team lost today, in um, it was a bit of a mad game, I looked away for a second and um, there was two goals in about 45 seconds, it went 0-0 to 1-1, um, but unfortunately in the first half, 2-1, second half. Um, but please do come along next two Sundays, Um, we're at home, should go through again the green lane, the weather shouldn't cause a problem, Um, still free entry, you can walk around the whole ground, obviously some people don't walk around the whole ground, they fail, and um, you can have a a pint um, uh, as well if you want, so they always appreciate the support, so please do come along, and you might get lucky and even see me bailing out the dugouts again. (laughs) And this segues me brilliantly, smoothly, into the Her Game 2 uh, day we had yesterday, um, which was the second one of the season well done Sarah and it was more focused on the playing side so first question is have you recovered?
0: Um, not really um, because because I was up all night Friday night making cakes and I'm too old to do that sort of thing so <laughs> that's not going to happen again.
4: Yeah well you didn't make it easy for yourself on the cakes they they, they there was something a little bit special in those cakes, which I didn't realise until you'd mentioned WhatsApp Group gun. So tell us a bit more about your cakes.
0: Well, I, I wanted to um, kind of really give a bit of a plug for Her Game 2. Um, and uh, all the clubs, not all the clubs, but most of the clubs that are partnered up with Her Game 2 have got an ambassador. I'm the ambassador for Sutton, as you know. Um, and uh, it, there's such a great bunch of people to work with. Um, so I wanted to kind of sort of honour them in a way and recognise the work they do by making them all into cakes. So each of the cakes had a little figure of um, of a little person with a football on top, and each one of them represented one of our Hogan two ambassadors. So they were all based on real people. But when you're making 60 of those, it's a bit time consuming. Yeah,
4: yeah. and to be fair, no one would have noticed, like the, the bloke who was standing there as, as I was there, and he went... All right. So who's this then? As he shoved the girl from Exeter straight in his mouth, you've just eaten a real person here. You can't <laughs> do that. Um, <clears throat> but it, it seemed a success from from my point of view. There was a lot going on. Um, I was a little tiny bit nervous. The, uh, the girls were on the pitch parading, and they kind of stopped away in. And I was like, "Oh, oh how how's this going to work?" And then they went in their way, and the uh, late in Orient fans, bless them. They, mm. they copied the Stockport fans from a uh, week back, gave them a load of support and the chance to championate. And I'm sitting there going, we should have been that. That should have been... <laughs> they really did very well at the moment. Yeah.
0: But no, I'm going to give them some credit for that because Leighton Orient fans haven't... I mean, no offence to the club, but they haven't always been my favourite set of fans. They yeah. don't always behave for themselves impeccably. But yesterday, that was the best I've ever seen Leighton Orient fans behave. I <laughs> think they did great. They weren't even taking the mickey out of us. They were just supporting the
4: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, I mean... That, it obviously helps that they're likely, unless there's an absolute disaster of Wimbledon proportion. Um, to, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, Unless there's a disaster. They're going to, they're going to get it promoted and probably win the title. It's also nice to see some of the first team players there. Um, and the other bit, which I thought was really good but annoying. I know you know my feelings on this. The, the safe space. Um, annoyed that people feel like they need this but I understand why they need this um, was, no I'm not going to ask that question about was it popular or not um, but just sort of remind us a bit more about the Her Game 2 thing and what people can do if they want to talk to you um, about it or even just ask. Well, explain it, justify it okay.
0: Well the idea of the safe space was just just because um, for various reasons a lot of women have found themselves feeling a bit uncomfortable at football matches um, sometimes the atmosphere is a bit you know, you get chants that come across quite sexist and um, it can be quite intimidating for women if they're, like, sexual chants being singing about women and, you know, you're standing there with all these men who are, like, chanting about women's body parts um, and that sort of thing. And and a lot of... We did... Um, that's her game too. We did a survey not long ago and um, a lot of... We were asking women who don't go to football matches why they don't go to football matches. And, and so a lot of them actually said because they didn't like the atmosphere. Um... And obviously football's football, and we don't want to sanitise it. We don't want to take away the things that make a good atmosphere a good atmosphere and, you know, the whole culture of football. We don't want to take all it away, but we just want to make it so it feels safe for everybody and feels welcoming for everybody whilst retaining all you know all the fun bits. Um, and uh, the idea of the safe space was if any women wanted to come and talk about anything that was bothering them, Anything that was stopping them coming to football, anything that was making them feel a bit iffy about it or feeling unsafe, what could we do to make them feel safer, uh, and that sort of thing. Um So it's always good to talk to other people who are in the same sort of situation as you. So that's kind of why I like, you know, I've always said, come and talk to me because I'm the ambassador for her game too. um, Any issues that female fans or, or male fans, in fact, report to me about sexism or anything to do with, you know women not feeling safe at football, I can take it straight to the campaign and get some advice on what to do about it. Um, and also I'll take it to the club because I'm the link between the campaign and the club. Um, I'm lucky, actually. My job isn't too hard as Her going to ambassador because Sutton's already quite an inclusive and welcoming club. There's not actually a, whole, a lot of things, as far as I'm aware, that we need to change at the moment. But I say as far as I'm aware because there might be some women out there who – or girls, who have been sort of experiencing some of this and I don't know about it. So, you know, if if you do have any sort of misgivings about anything, no, that's not quite the right word. If you're bothered about anything at football that's to do with sexism, you can come to me and I will do everything I can to kind of help support the club to basically stop that from happening. Um, And and also, if you're a guy and you see something that bothers you because you're like, that's not how they should be treating women, then you can also come to me. It's you know it's for everybody to. I, I, I'm here for anyone who wants to talk about it basically, and, and I'm here to sort it out if I can.
4: Perfect. So yeah, you're not you're not looking for problems, um, but if you don't know about a problem, do for about oh, yeah. um, it. The message from my side has been the same um, because there's just no point be as happy as you like at football. You don't need to make anyone else unhappy for any reason. Um, if anyone doesn't know Sarah, then. Who are you? But if you don't know Sarah, you can always um, drop me a message, um, come find me. I think everyone knows exactly where I stand. Um, so you can always come find me and I'll quite happily point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, guys, just keep on keeping on. It's nice to know that Sarah's got nothing to do. That's that's that's, that's perfect. Um, she has got lots to do. Don't, don't yeah, don't that, give so. me too much. <laughs> <though>. <laughs>
0: um,
4: but um, a bit early to say, but it seemed successful yesterday. Um were you pleased
0: with how it went? Yeah, well, we had a great turnout for the match, uh, which mm-hmm. I was hoping for because it was, you know, it was local game, big game for Leighton Orient. Uh, so it's good to have a really big crowd to sort of see our girls' team celebrating their achievement. That made me really. That was heartwarming. It really was. And having um, the women's first team there as well was that was fantastic. And uh, having them mingling in the fan zone with the, with, with the young girls. That was so nice. It was really heartwarming. Um, so I think that I went, that went really, really well. And um, the cakes were quite popular as well. They, they were raising money for um, for our girls' team, so that was great too. So I think I think it all went really well. It wasn't it wasn't sort of um, didn't do all the things that we did the last her game two fixture because, like you said earlier, we wanted to have a slightly different focus on this one. So I think um, we might try and bring it all together into one big occasion next season, rather than having two with slightly less on so yeah it went it went great um no no issues no no i don't think anything really didn't go well yesterday so that was great apart from the actual match on the pitch you know (laughs)
4: we'll move on to that (laughs) um right so i did set you guys some homework hopefully you've all remembered the ultimate team
0: Uh, mike i'm gonna put my hands up now and say uh, i have no idea what you want us to do okay
4: uh, we're going to ask you to challenge one of the team mates. You're all putting faces at me. Did any, does anyone want to do it or shall I skip this again? Joe? I have about it because I didn't realise that's what you wanted. Okay, fair enough. It's, it's too difficult to, to really... Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, I wouldn't want to well, step on other people.
4: Right, Dave, I'm not letting you have a go because the last I one, did have a go. When, yeah. when you did that, I got a message from Dundo asking <laughs> why, uh, why I hated him. And i went, like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. <laughs>
0: One second. You can't do that to Dundo.
4: <laughs> there no. were calls. that said, I think Charmers were going, Dundo, tell him you can't use your your, your, your your voice in the title. And I was like, let's calm down <laughs> here. <laughs> we'll have to have a, possibly an, another um, spot on the subsequent forever, Dundo. <laughs> okay, well, we'll leave that. That's fine. Um, we will get on to the match. Um, let's start with the lineup. So, uh, firstly, did everyone know why Ben wasn't there? Or did, did we not know that at the time? Because I think it was kind of rumours around and everything. But congratulations to them, um, baby and mum are doing very well. I ah. did point out, Dave, you'll, you'll you'll be with me on this. I did point out to him, I asked him how he was. Appreciate that question because I'm not going to get asked it for about another year. <laughs> no one's going to care how you are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, mum, baby's doing well. And um, but yeah, had a, had his baby and he was sick as well the whole week. Well, I've got no reason to doubt that he was sick as well. Uh, but yeah, no Ben. Easty bad news. It's unlikely we're going to see him before Carlisle, I believe. If then, and the good news was Josh in the side. Which one of the early episodes this year I made a mistake, and oh my god, it's bouncing. To to but what were your thoughts ahead of the match, Joe?
5: Um, yeah, Enzio, right back, good. I <sighs> mean, but like, I mean, Jack. was, Yeah. I was kind of a bit, I, I, the team was good. I don't know. I feel like the lineup, the lineup, mm-hmm. I think angle, I hoped it, I was right back to see Sam and know how. Good to see Tyler Dickham yeah. because I, I felt a bit bad for him. See, I, I had that. Like, yeah. okay.
4: Sam's 26. No, oh, is he not? <laughs> the person I was talking <laughs> no. to is, C- compared, is like 23. Oh, Compared to Rob, he's, he's very young. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Dave, what were your thoughts ahead of the match?
1: Slightly concerned about the form going into this game, we'd lost mm-hmm. a few and haven't won in six, is it? Yeah. Uh, no Craig Eastman, no Will Randall. Um, it was always going to be difficult. So, uh, but, I, I mean, I thought they played really well, considering who we were missing.
4: And Sarah, what were you ahead of the match? Did you have any time to think about anything ahead of the match? Sorry. No, I did not. <laughs> um,
0: but, I, I mean, pretty much what Dave said, actually. I mean, I didn't really have time to look at the lineup beforehand, but uh I knew that we would be missing a few players that we needed and um, to, to be at our very best. I didn't know about Ben until afterwards. Um but I knew I mean, to be honest, with where with our form going into the game and with Lake Norience, I would have been happy with a point from that game, even though we were at home. I know that sounds pessimistic and I obviously always support try to support the team onto a win, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um but I would I wouldn't have been upset if we hadn't won, if we'd drawn um I, I kind of I, I wouldn't say i never go to a game expecting to lose but um i'm not surprised that we did
4: yeah there's games you walk away from going oh never mind um so i mean we, we've mentioned the illness obviously we don't exactly know what has gone through the camp but um Max mentioned it three or four times now with a lot of people going down with this, um there were people who didn't even train the day before a couple of days before they were playing jack was one of them joe i mean it has to impact their performance um and I know it's really difficult, I've said it before. It's sometimes you forget they're humans. You just go, oh, well, they're playing football, get on with it. And how you are when you're feeling ill, you just can't do anything getting up and down a pitch. It's amazing and very resilient. And it took two excellent goals to beat us. Um, we'll start with the free kick, which maybe never was. Um, Dave, I'll start with you on this one. Um, what did you sort of think of the award of the free kick and then how unlucky was Jack of it coming back?
0: Ah,
1: uh, I, I mean, I, I, from where I was standing, it didn't. I, I, I didn't think it wasn't a free kick, um, but yeah, it was when it went in. It was kind of like a, like, wow, well, that's why they're top. Um, and it was it was and the keeper's unlucky as well because it, it it hit the bar and then hit the back of his head or whatever and then went and it bobbled in. Um, but it, it was an outstanding free kick. Um, whether or not it was a free kick, I don't know. It didn't didn't look that bad to me. I mean, I'm, on Sarah, the, I'm on the fence like, on that one yeah,
4: To me it looked like Jack actually tipped it onto the bar So it would have been, maybe he didn't, I don't know ah. It looked like he touched it onto the bar Sarah, what, what, what were your thoughts at that point?
0: I thought he was going to hit the bar and bounce out But it didn't
4: <laughs> um, And then the, Was he the, the right back? I think he was um, He scored an absolute worldie um, mm.
1: Some of their players looked a good. bit shocked as well
4: yeah,
0: it was quality, wasn't it? It was brilliant. So, well, that's quite a finish. I'm not going to
5: argue with that. I had a weird moment before the goal, the build-up, and I was actually very proud. Well, I was proud of it in the moment, but then I realised oh, is that when he got the ball, he's hitting it. Uh, I literally, he's going to hit this, um, and then he, then it went in, and then the kind of the, the, the muted celebration. We just kind of looked around, kind of ran away, didn't really know what to do. It's, yeah,
4: like,
1: yeah.
5: That yeah. it's kind of the luck, like luck we've had a bit, Jack.
4: Like, yeah, I mean. I think I, I would, we're allowing the free kick as a goal. It's probably, um, but late in the it was called three cracking goals out of the four they scored again. Three act cracking. Um, <coughs>
0: um, I thought you said your sister. Then I was like, even though you no, had a okay. <laughs> yeah,
4: my sister. My sister's saying it can't find my video, but obviously can. Um, You're so a little yeah.
0: bit. You look a bit weird, but uh, yeah, blotchy. That might.
4: That <laughs> might not be the video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you don't normally look so
4: pixelated in real life. <laughs> That's just your eyesight coming back into focus. Um, what I mean, Jack made a few saves throughout the match. Um, he kind of kept us in it a little bit. Um, but the second half, we did, did well against them. I mean, was, was that then taking their foot off the gas? Or was that us playing better with Matt? Um, Sarah, if I'll start with you on this.
0: I think they did lit up a bit on the second half. Maybe they felt sorry for us. Um, but no, I also think we played better in the second half. So that's not taking anything away from our, our players. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think it... I think I think they did yeah I think, I think they kind of relaxed a little bit who knows <laughs>
4: <laughs> Joe what were your thoughts
5: I think it was then I think towards the end of the first half and I, I think going into the game side, it is and I think game managed the game we had they had a few out to the, it was a bit unfortunate what it is
4: definitely at 26 minutes you would have taken that you Dave, ending two yeah, definitely. yeah definitely yeah
1: Dave yeah after that second one went in I thought just how many are they going to score today but Second half, we came out, we took the game to them a lot more. Uh, I think we were putting a lot through Omar, long balls up to him. He would hold the ball up. Um, but yeah, I, I Angle, I think perhaps should have got that header on target. Um, but the, yeah, we had got some good balls in, but I just thought it was just picking the wrong player out or not, as it was. Um, I mean, they had a few chances again in the second half, but um, which they they seem to just forget how to score at that point. But um yeah, especially one. I think that the guy that scored the free kick, he was yeah. through and then he just wildly smacked it into the stand. Was which that... got a bit of a cheer from us. But,
4: um, there was another think... one where, I think, again, I've been their right back or something that side, pinged this ball, this absolute peach of a ball, and someone, miles of space. And everyone was just like, oh, okay. I yeah. Jack, Jack, I think Jack saved that one. Um, their right winger think... was very good.
1: Yeah. Very, very good. But I think Jack did well against him. Yeah. Um, but I think pretty much most of the second half we looked equal to them yeah, you know, yeah one I,
5: thing I would say one thing I would say Enzio um I know yeah. I said about him in the lineup but he was actually right kind of out which is a bit weird mm. but sometimes he's just like I'll just sit back but he he all those last first 25 minutes right back he put a bomb which actually which I hadn't actually do for ages switching from right back to mm. where where you fit but yesterday where's that been
4: so yeah we, we lost um I think only, as I said, a bizarre set of circumstances can stop them going up. I think it requires Bradford and Northampton to draw, win every other game, and um, Late Norwich to lose every other game, them as fourth. Yeah, it's remarkably unlikely. I suppose it's mathematically it's really unlikely. Um, but for us, it seems we've got a new sort of target. Tenth, are we going to hang on to it? It's in the top 10? We're going to stay in the top 12? Um, Sarah, what, what, what are your thoughts for the, for the rest of the season? where do you realistically see us for the
0: running? Is Yeah, it's tricky to say because we've just had um, a really ridiculously difficult set of four games in 18 days, I think it was, something Mm -hmm. like that, um, all against top seven sides. Um, So our form is not good at the moment, but if you take away, you know, if you allow for the teams we've been playing in in the last few games, maybe it's not as bad as it looks. So, um, yeah, you're right, we do have a tricky run in, um, but hopefully we can pick up a little bit. We tend to have patches where we just drop loads of points for a while and then we have patches where we play really well and get loads of points <laughs> and to seem to alternate between the two, don't seem to have anything in between um, so I'm going to be optimistic, I'm going to hope that we kind of find our feet again a little bit, you know, that we've kind of taken our foot off, well we haven't really but we've been playing some really difficult games recently um, oh no we haven't even finished that tough run have we because we've still got Northampton no, to play no, and that's no. the fourth of those four games in 11 days yeah. um, but I reckon we'd give them a good game. Let's do it. let's do it so um ten I think tenth is a good target actually. Yeah. It'd be nice to finish a place or two above that. Yeah. I'd be very happy if we do, but I'd be you know what? I'll be, I'll be pleased to finish in 10th. Let's, forget, let's not forget we're Sutton United and we're in League 2. You know, we've been in non-league side. We're in non-league side for 123 years. It's only our second season in the Football League. Yeah. 10th is brilliant.
4: Well, yeah, so I, I was going to kind of say, um, the teams that we've got left, one one side of the coin is they've all got something that they're battling for. Um, so obviously they're going to be up for it. But that also possibly makes them fragile as well because they don't want to necessarily lose the game. So they, there's a chance for us to get at them as well. And we tend... We tend to play or to get the results when we're, when we're kind of letting teams come at us. Whenever I see the possession stats and we're up in the 50s, I'm like, oh, God, no, no, no. Down in the 30s is our sweet spot. Um, we tend to win games when we don't have the ball so much. Um, but, Joe, what, what are you thinking about the running?
5: Um,
4: it's It's difficult.
5: Um, and there are actually no. I feel like at the moment it's a really weird running. Like you would say back in February, Roch. But Rochelle have said they've got, they've got everything to play for. They'll put their bodies on the line. They're from safety. The bottom of the league. They'll put everything they can. They're away. But they're home. There's a lot. of, I think um, tenth would be nice. with four points Tranmere, I think. Um, but then so I think we're kind of in that a draw. I can't remember who they have on Saturday. Uh, they've, they've got someone quite. Maybe Brad. We've got someone quite uh, possibly. Oh no, they've got Harrogate. Okay, they've got someone coming up soon that's on a mm-hmm. very good run and I think might rest maybe on Tuesday. Maybe, just be there there. But I feel like the next full game for us, in the sense compared to other teams, they don't mean as much. And that they, they may perform because more pressure. They go up to um, Cartel Line and Northampton, they're going up and Rochester at the bottom, quite at the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're both in. Um, one thing that I saw earlier today, which kind of, on the first time I was on the show, we had a, kind of had a chat about it, it was right in the midst of a good run. But it was after, mm-hmm. after farm. Um, I saw a TikTok earlier saying, so is it time for Matt Gray to go? And I was just like, as Sarah said, our last, we've had Bradford, we've had Mansfield. we got points in such a difficult run. It was like, it was, it got the sad music on and it was like, oh, crying emoji. Come on. Just like, let's think about it. He,
4: look, he's done it. It's just annoying. We'll be, we'll get wins. Well, that, I'm glad you brought it up because that wasn't my list of things to talk about. I couldn't find it. I saw it this morning. I went off to walk the dog and I came back for right, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And I couldn't find it because I thought it was on Instagram. And I was like, oh, maybe someone's moaned at them. Ah, oh, maybe someone's moaned and they deleted it, but I couldn't find it again. Um, but yeah, that, that's insane. Um, I mean, I get, I get, and I understand the whole putting things for likes and interaction on on social media. There's no bad interaction, it's just interaction. Um, I get that. Um, but Dave, what do you think about the, the running that will we get top ten? Um, it is difficult, but then look at
1: the teams directly below us. I mean, they're, I'm looking at the table now on the phone and the form of Tranmere, one win in their last six, Swindon have lost four of the last six, Grimsby again, one win in, in six. So, I, I mean, Rochdale are gone pretty much, I'd say, not uh, not mathematically, but I, I think it's doable to get another win or two before, before the end. I mean, if we play the way we did yesterday, if we play the way we did yesterday against... Uh, uh, um, yeah. Rochdale and Colchester, I th- there's nothing to say we, we can't get a couple no, of wins.
4: Absolutely. I mean, they, they are fighting for their lives, and uh, Joseph, something's happened to Rochdale where they suddenly realised, oh, hang on a minute. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, poor poor Charlotte, she's been through the mill recently. i follow her on, on Twitter. It's like, right, that's it, we're gone, that's it, we're gone. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> we're twitching, what's going on? And it's like, oh, that's the hope that's going to kill you. That's, that's, that's <laughs> no good. Um, but. Yeah, so I'm glad you said it's been removed, Joe, because um, as I say, I'm hoping some people have commented on it. Um, but what do we feel about the the team? Obviously, we're not in charge of it. We don't have any idea of playing budgets. We don't have any idea of contracts or who's available. But I Wimbledon have had this player who's I can't remember his name, but he suddenly scored loads and loads of goals in the last few games, and they're already saying, "Yeah, he won't be here." So. Are we going to get a striker that's going to score 20, 25 goals in a season? Because I don't think we'll have him come January if we did have him. If Hish came in and suddenly scored 20 goals, he'd be gone by January. Um, So where and how do we improve this side? Who fits in with our budget and our plans?
0: I think um, I've said it before. The whole 25 goal a season, man, is not only kind of a myth with our budget, but also do we really want that? Do we really want to have so much reliance on one player? Who, I mean, these these people get injured quite easily as well. (laughs) You know, they're always throwing themselves into it. Um and we can't afford a backup for someone like that. Um so I'm quite happy with kind of having several players who work well together. I like to prioritise that over having one or maybe even two players who can score a lot of goals.
4: Yeah. I, I think I saw might have been on the forum someone had been we've got eight or nine strikers. Wouldn't that be better to have four solid EFL two strikers? And I'm like no, because then you're going to have two unhappy um, sitting on the, on the bench because the players want That's to play. They do get I it. haven't
0: seen the forum, I haven't had time to read it recently, yeah. but um, I would have said something to that. It's yeah. like, we can't afford four solid EFL <laughs> strikers.
4: I'm sorry, but we can't. Um, Matt, what, what, what do you think? Matt? I mean, Dave. I don't know what... Who's Matt? <laughs> um, well, yeah, under- I, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, mean I, I love a stat. And I'm looking at the top goal scorers for League Two and, uh, I think Leighton Orient's go- top goal has only got ten, he's twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um so do you need a twenty five goal sh- striker, twenty five goal season striker, mm-hmm. uh Bradford are in the playoffs but they're not top and so their league goal goal has got twenty four, but um and then if we you, if we've got a, a goal scorer like that, the bigger club's gonna go in and say, Well, we'll have him. Um mm-hmm. and that's it, and he's gone. So well, it's it's kind of right. like mm-hmm. it's like careful what you wish for, really. So it's 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 tricky. It really is. Just, just 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 someone just someone who can like, score enough to keep us where we are, really.
4: Yeah, I mean yeah. I think I've I've absolutely not gone through this, um, but Matt said it, the set piece goals we missed. He said basically mm. where we had players out injured, where you had Ali out, Ben out, Kobe out, suddenly teams are only picking up Joe. And because they're only picking up Joe, they're able to mark him. But if you've got Ben, Ali, and Kobe, and Joe, it's like, well, who are you going to pick up? And one of them becomes three, as we saw when Kobe has been on that nice little run um, three and free and three in a row. Um, so um, it, it's the set pieces that we're missing. It's not necessarily delivery; It's about who, who's there to get on the end of it. Um, but, so, sorry, Joe, I didn't ask your, your thoughts um, on what do you think we need? Who do you think we can get in? Um, I was kind of, I thought
5: I kind of signings this. What's and um, Out. On. Um, Josh, unfortunate with injuries, provided the attack that we needed at points. The pace. Um, Charlie Coppe had a mad old development. Lee, I mean, Lee, that's, that's, that, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Lee has been and I don't, I don't agree, 20 have. Um, and just, I take, I take, I say our, another thing, apart from a striker, another striker hits it, overplay it, a bit. um, just literally a shot. Like, like, yeah, if I, if we had Joe, then I know, but if we had Joe, I, there, I think it was the Gillingham game, had about six shots. And he was trying the same thing every time, shooting about 20 yards out, five of them. But then one in just something like that where we shoot and get some shots in. Uh, so even have to be, have to be League 2 striker, maybe six foot four, someone from the National which gets on the crossing. There are, So we've got that at press with Will and uh, Loma. And then we have an actual someone, an Omar. And then we have that we get the pushing a Real can play-offs like we would. So I don't think be there.
0: That's what I liked about Lee when he came in, actually, Joe. He, he does just hit it, doesn't he? Yeah, And definitely. I think... That's what we've been needing because like, we do. I, I say it as well. <laughs> Stop missing about in the box, just get it. I say that a lot. All time.
4: <laughs> oh, Interesting, you mentioned scoring that last minute goal. Since, well, since I missed it, the, okay? I had, I had to get a train. I had to get a trade, all
5: right? Right, all well, the. He hit it from
4: the highlights that I saw afterwards. And I saw up to
5: the 84th minute, and I made a wise decision of us not scoring in the last minute. Um,
4: Right, so to, to, to wrap up, I mean, I'm glad you brought up that video because, uh, yeah, it's, it's mad to hear people saying things like, oh, is it time for Matt to know? It's ridiculous to consider, that kind of thing. Uh, there were some comments on at half time saying we were awful. I mean, I've seen this play worse than that and win games. Um, so it's like, okay, we were outclassed, but we weren't awful. Um, but we'll, we'll wrap it up. We will ask you all a question. And annoyingly, there's three of you, so it means I've got to join in with this question. Um, but I'm going to ask you for your player of the day. So we'll start with you, Sarah, in a second. Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. 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 That seemed excessively loud. Um, Sarah, who, who, who's your player of the day?
0: Oh, I should have thought about that, shouldn't I? Um, I thought um, David Adjiboy had quite a good game. He, he was uh, He was clearly up for it. Um, and he had some nice little runs. It was he did some of that David Agiboy stuff that we all love with his feet, like you know, skilled feet. I love that. Um, Jack Rose, he had a good game well, as well, considering.
4: I only want one from you. I know, I'm trying to decide <laughs> which one to choose.
0: Um, I'm picking between those two. I'm, anyway, I'll go for I'll go for Adjiboy then.
4: Dave Agiboy. Right. So when you mentioned the feet, you do remember my theory that Dave Agiboy is a Gaelic for the boy. So Dave Agiboy is Irish. That's why he's got the feet. He does. He does my little river dancing. I'm waiting for his call up for Republic of Ireland. I'll get my green. I'll get my green shirt back on. I'll be like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to go and fly without one, but I'm going to keep banging it. Um, Dave, Dave, who's your player of the day? You've not done this before. It can be any reason you like. I mean, we had Ali um, picked last week because um, he waved to uh, Rory's kids. Um, so, <laughs> oh, um, Omar for me. Omar. Yeah. I mean,
1: after the time, it looked like he was having a wrestling match. Yeah. But he was working really hard, trying to bring everyone else into the game, trying to get things going up front. Um, yeah, so he's the man for me, I think.
4: We didn't even get to mention that. I'd, there was a point I thought Omar should just walk up to referee. I think it was Lee that was wrestled on the halfway line, That's breakthrough, break through. Oh yeah. And Omar, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Omar should have been going, right, I just want to check if that's okay. Because if it is, I really don't mind. But I just need to know that is okay because... I'll be doing it in a minute. <laughs> um, just mad, mad. Um, and Joe, who, who do you want? Are you going to take Sarah? The cricket yeah, score. Make it. Uh, and
5: especially as um
4: This week, notwithstanding, Jack has actually last week just overtook Eastie wins because I think he split one with Kobe and I think they're now on eight and a half. Eastie's, Eastie's going to be delighted, especially he's going to play for them. Um, so I, I had a few names jotted down. Um, you've actually, pick most of them but the other one i'm going to go with the other wing lovely to see him back um and he did show some touches i hope we get to have another go at him next season and develop him a bit more um but josh um because he did seem to be all but july all by himself. um so yeah i thought he had another great game uh, for us to see what the two of them can do together um on each wing Uh, So I'll put those four names up for a vote. Um, I am having a quick chat in a little while with uh, Charles from the It's All Cobblers To Me podcast, so I'll be slotting that here. And by the power of wonderful editing, we have Charles from It's All Cobblers To Me podcast. Hi Charles, how are you? Hello mate, I'm good, thank you very much. How are you? I'm very well. We're, We're having a much more relaxed season than you are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah you are <laughs> H- how's the nerves holding out
2: no not great I'll be honest with you um, <laughs> it's um, coming right down to the wire isn't it? yeah I am feeling ridiculous I mean you can tell by <laughs> how my voice what the day at Carlisle to all but <sighs> four games left and they're absolutely massive yeah it's great yeah, but the, but the nerves are right up it, we're not we're not, as a club, doing anything, I don't think, to help with that, seeing as we've got an either size, to know, a massive... Yeah, uh, we're doing it the hard way,
4: that's... So, are you, at this moment, happy the title was gone? Or are you still kind of clinging on to a little bit of hope? Uh... <laughs> I don't give a sense
0: about the title.
2: <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. I uh, don't give a monkey, letting Orient a welcome to it. Um, th- there was a little bit of time a few weeks back where I was like, oh. You never know, this you know, it all goes our way. Looks like we could get it. But the most important thing for us, I think, to just get online um be automatic promoted because after what happened last year, I think <laughs> the quicker we get over yeah. it and we're we're guaranteed the better. I don't want it going down to the last day of the summer. so uh yeah, um that's all I'm really bothered about. I mean technically could still win. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think a single cobblers fan out there really. We're literally looking at what will it take
4: to do me. I mean it's kind of looking at it, I don't know whether this helps or not, it's kind of in your hands because um yes, Bradford do have a game in hand on you, um, but you've got to play them. Um so it is all definitely within your hands. That <laughs> helps you guys or not. Um Yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it, because you look at it and you go, right,
2: the 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 table and the way it is is got four games. If we win all of those four games, then we're mm-hmm. up. That's the way that I'm looking, is that it is in our hands, win all four, we're done. Nobody can catch you, if that's the case, or at least two, two surely won't. So therefore, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it positively and going, you don't need necessarily need to win every single game. You have to match the results yeah. of the other teams that are in contention. And when it comes down to playing Bradford, the penultimate game for most of us, I know Bradford's ridiculously, their game in hand is the week on its own, in between the, the everybody's last home or away game and the last of the season yeah. seems very strange, but they fitted in yeah. fine. But you know, it's um, if we win against Bradford, then at that point Bradford won't be able to catch as long as you know yeah. the, the games, two games previous we match. So yeah, I'm I'm actually really all fingers, toes, nostrils, everything across <laughs> that that we can actually seal it on that day against Bradford a week early. Yeah rather than have to go to the last day away at Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: I mean, I, I normally ask for highs and lows, um, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure your heart rate could, <laughs> could, could yeah. say. I mean, you've been up there all season. Um, yeah. So you've definitely, you had, a, I think we spoke earlier in the season, That's asking a lot of, you've kind of been there or thereabouts all season because you dropped, you dropped down. Yeah, um, for a week. Yeah, um, But generally <laughs> yeah. you've kind of been up there. Um, one of the most consistent, I mean, Steve Legend and Lake Noreen also have been up there and Carlisle sitting around a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what, what are you hoping for on, on Tuesday? I mean, we uh, one of my guests earlier was kind of of the opinion might be looking at matches down the line and want to arrest people for bigger matches. And I said, yeah, don't forget we came back from 2-0 down at their place. They probably have some anger issues to take out on us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would call it anger issues. I would just say that... Um... Yeah, we've not had the best results against you guys over the two years we've faced. You've got the upper hand, I think, in regards to that. So I think there will be a part of us that will be looking to kind of go out there and um, write that wrong. That's not the right phrase. I don't mean that. But you get um, go out there and just prove that that you're not our bogey, I guess. So, uh, I mean, highs and lows. I mean, you could argue that a low was a couple of weeks. We got thumped 3-0 at Newport. Out of the blue, really. Um, but yeah, our, our whole season has been high, really. I wish that we were doing it more comfortably, <laughs> but that's not the Northampton way at all. So I, I, I don't think, particular that I can right now, at this moment in time, turn around and say, that's the high. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have a derby game, you know, in this league. Um, so I would, yeah, I, I would struggle to pick anything out until we've actually finished. Um, the high will be, <laughs> with fingers crossed, the, the promotion. Um, but the low, the, the low really has been more of a, more of the way that we've had to go about we've got i think we're up to 30 12 first team players that are out, and we've been that way since november you know whenever somebody comes back somebody else gets in the same game and you know we we're, we're, i think we've got something six maybe seven that are now firm, definite for the season. they're not going to be back until pre-season the start so I've never known anything, and I know we've. I've talked to lots of different from lots of different clubs, and they've all talked about how they're in. But I'm yet to actually find somebody that turns around and goes, "Yeah, we've had about 10 1st teamers out,"
4: because nobody has. Oh, no. We we had, and we had. I think four of our five centre backs out. Um, mm-hmm. so we had to play right back, a centre back, and a right winger at right back. Because uh, the guy who normally right back, he was out as well. Uh, then we yeah. had two or three of our midfielders out, so we had played right uh, the left back in midfield, and the guy we brought to cover as left back was then also injured. And it's like, what the hell is going with Terry Bullivant? Obviously, a well-known name in football. It's like I've never known injuries so long in the same positions. He goes, "Yes, you've had them spread around the team, but not in the same positions." So, yeah, we 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 had quite a, with a very small squad as well. That's the other
2: the other thing. Well, we've got we've got our um, and, and and not fully fit either. Um, five foot high central midfielder, Jack Sauerby, playing in the central of central defence. Great. Sean McWilliams came back, who again is a central midfielder. He came on on the for the last fifteen minutes, I think, against Carlisle it was. First game back in a long, long time. And he had to go in and replace Jack Sauerby in that defensive back role. We are we are we're struggling. Mm. We've 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 basically we've had to bring in David Norman, who is a Canadian centre never played in a back three before. Always played in a four. four, um, has never played in English football. He's played in Scotland for a little bit. He's mostly he. Yeah, as I said, we've had to play a back three because we don't have a right back. Right, OK. You know, so we're therefore playing Sam Hoskins, who is our top goal scorer, second top goal scorer in the league. He's having to play right wing back, so... You're looking at going, yeah. The fact that it's been since November, we've had throughout that whole period of time, a minimum... Well, we've been able to field a whole injured 11 from goalkeeper all the way through to you know strikers (laughs) every single position we had a long-term injury crazy so yeah that's that's my that's my low i think of injuries and the majority of them are impact so you can't do anything prepare or you know expect those and the ones obviously like hamstrings you know a few of our fans have questioned these but the reality is that the honest answer is is that those players that are getting those hammies are either being forced to come back a bit early or they've been forced to put a rest. Yeah. They've become more of those in. So I don't think it's any fault no.
4: the coach, the club are doing a ridiculous situation. That is a huge. And this stage of the season, I know it's only mid-April, but we should be done with they started in July. So actually, we <laughs> the season should actually be over by now. I know it's only the same number of games, the training in between um, can affect them. Um, but what I'm hearing is I, I've I've made a kish for Killian the start because when he came on again, it's absolutely terrified. He's a unit of a child. Um, he's, he's our academy work. I can't wait for him to to grow. Um, but what what are your thoughts on on Tuesday? What what you just want to get it out of the way, um, tick it off, get rid of the nasty Sutton, get through the game with no injuries.
2: <laughs> well, I I definitely want to get through it without any more injury. That's the first. Um, I. I've been taking, to be honest with you, mate, I've not really been thinking at all because we're recording on Sunday night. Still, you know, we've not recorded our pod yet where we're talking about the Carlisle game. That So I'm still in that kind of, we've got that to talk about before we move on to Tuesday night. But I've been trying to work out because obviously I say this, obviously are the playoffs
4: gone for you? I know not mathematically, but what's your, yeah, they are. Um, we, We've got, We've just had Leighton Orient. Uh, we've got you, we've got the uh, Colchester, um, and then Carlisle. So we've got four teams all fighting for something, um, and mm-hmm. we're on probably one of the worst runs of the season that we've had for more. So it right. had ha- I mean, I think possibly I think mean, we can get twelve points. We can get sixty-nine. So we could sneak in a, to Mansfield, but that would require Mansfield, Salford, Barrow all collapse. So yeah, we okay. want to hang on to because that'd be good for us. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think I think this is the thing is, is where you guys come at it from. Mm-hmm. Like a lot will depend on how you see the game and how important your own prospects, your own goals achieve for the season. I'm not suggesting because I don't believe that any team ever does, you know, and start thinking, um, but. I think I would I would much prefer to face you at the moment and say Roch or Hartley or Crawley or you know just Had yeah. Stephen Innsfield because they're all going for something mm-hmm. and yeah I I I don't know I I would look at it and go if you see this as a bit of a free hit I I e well let's go out and play some football then I think at that we kind of go we can do yeah. this. whereas if you go mustn't mustn't listen because we need some mustn't you basically just sit there uh, frustrated and keep the point that you start with then i i think it might be difficult for us to break you down and the one problem that we've had for the last few weeks is this thing where we get to the last 20 minutes and we're knackered we can't make the change we can't there isn't enough on the to bring on for fresh to them that are good enough really let's be honest um to affect A change in the game so if we were having to chase it come the last 20 minutes that worries me um on saturday against carlisle we were in charge had the much better chances all the way up to the final sort of 70 minutes 70 minutes we started to tire carlisle brought on fresh legs and if it wasn't for a wonder double save by lee burge we would have lost the it was really the only chance that Carlisle had. So defensively, we're really, really solid at the moment. But I'm worried that when we get tight, yeah. that's where we really have to dig in. So you know, I've gone around the houses <laughs> to say this, but basically if we don't score and basically win the match, in the first seven, six, twenty 20 minute then
4: at that point I'm going a point or do good to know right thank you okay <laughs> well thank you very much I really don't any disrespectful way whatsoever but I hope I don't need to, to you again for another couple seasons um, because that will mean you are promoted <laughs> uh, so good luck outside of Tuesday um, and hopefully Thank you, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a pleasure coming on, as always. I'll miss you. <laughs> you didn't even get to do all the Who Are You and all that other sound rubbish this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. What do you guys feel very quickly on Tuesday? Um, I'm not sure I can agree with Joe where Northampton are going to go easy. We were we came back from 2 nil down at their play. I'm fairly sure they're yeah. going to have uh, some kind of anger issues over that. But, uh, Sarah, <laughs> if we start with you, what's your thoughts on Tuesday night? No.
0: Well, they've got everything to play for, haven't they? I mean, yeah. they've got more than we do to play for. That doesn't mean that we're going to take our foot off, but, um, I'm quite nervous about it, actually. Um, because they're, a, they are a good side. Uh, even if we did manage to <laughs> do what we did at their place. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really hope to get something out of that game. It's, it's going to be another one where I'm like, <sighs> it's going to, yeah, if, if we don't win it, as long as we get a point out of that, I'll be happy.
4: Perfect. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we start Killian at, the um, <laughs> at their place. So they will not be happy. And on Killian, sorry, did you see is it Omar Beckles? He jumped up with Killian for a corner and bounced about three foot away from him and had to have treatment on the floor. Obviously, I don't like having players own treatment, but, um, you yeah, know, moral of the story, don't try shoulder show the but on Killian. No, because
0: he's baby Dundo. <laughs> yeah, I know
4: he is. <laughs> <laughs> how many years are we going to not be saying that? So we'll be like, do you remember that old guy who played like Killian? Um,
0: no, it's always going to be done
4: though, don't you dare? Yeah. Um, Dave, what do you think on Tuesday?
1: If we play like we did yesterday, I'd like to we' get a draw.
4: perfect and and Joe um
5: three 0 no, Will? no uh no, we'll be fine. <laughs> I think yes, we, we, I think I think uh I, I'm worried ish I'm not worried. I'm trying to let the optim as you've said before you felt in bias, come. I'm trying <laughs> to him g- 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 up, but you know I, 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 they're they're on a good run um and they were they are a good side and we played well in that second good to come back um i wouldn't mind seeing a, maybe a little bit of squad rotation um i'm not saying that to play a weaker side maybe but obviously culture is quite a, a game that we'll be getting um mm-hmm. and maybe killian playing get rob back get some um stuff like that which might benefit us i know we're within that but prepared for i don't know because that could be this front and- perfect
4: lovely okay that wraps it up. Um, thanks everyone for listening. It's a long one this week. I did cover a lot with the Sutton Volunteers and Hogan um, 2 game and champions elect. Um, but don't forget to let us know what you think. Like, follow, share, come on the socials, the podcast, subscribe to the third planet's episode. Um, and until next time, fairly panel for Joe and Sarah and Charles in a minute. Um, hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sutton Podcast. Thanks for everyone's time, Take care, and see you soon. Thanks, guys.
3: UNIT! 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 UNIT!